Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I don't need your approval. I need you to get out of my way. If you take a shot at me, it better be tequila. I can save your life, but not your reputation. Take it from me, a sinner is just a saint who keeps on trying. Dallas girls are sugar and spice, but I'm still working on nice. I love to be pampered, but I'm nobody's pet. Woo! Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Right off the bat, we've got to talk about these Real Houses of Dallas taglines. Now, the premiere of Dallas Housewives is this Tuesday. Although they did air it on New Year's Eve inexplicably, they aired the episode, but the official premiere is this Tuesday. So we'll talk about the episode later in the week. But I gotta just hop in on these taglines because they were released early. 
And what the fuck, you guys? What the fuck? I mean, the content of the taglines is great. It's the delivery that's a little off for me, specifically Deandra. Now, Deandra, she was ill with the COVID. She's better now. She's home, thankfully. Very happy. She's healthy and great. However, when she recorded the tagline, I don't know whose voice it was. I don't even think it was Deandra. I think they got Countess Luann on the line. Countess Luann was sitting at home on her terrace. You know, she was sitting in that house where the bedroom's in the kitchen smoking a Marlboro Light. And they got her on the line. They were like, look, Deandra can't record the tagline. Can you do it, Lou? And Lou was like, sure. (laughs) And it doesn't help that Deandra's tagline comes in the middle of all these other women who sound like they're on helium. You know, the rest of the Housewives of Dallas, they all sound, they got the high voice. Stephanie's voice couldn't be higher. I don't need your approval. I need you to get out of my way. You know, and then Brandy, Brandy's is, take it from me, a sinner is just a saint who keeps on trying. So we're at a really high decibel here. And then suddenly Deandra comes in with, Dallas girls are sugar and spice, but I'm still working on my nice. <laughs> like, whose voice is that, Deandra? I felt like I was watching Batman Begins, remember in the Scarecrow or, or Bane and, and the Dark Knight or whatever the fuck that movie was, you know, the voice. I'm like, who's doing this? Is Christopher Nolan directing Deandra's voiceover in this? tagline because it's truly like a lower voice than I've ever heard of this woman Deandra. And maybe she was ill or I don't know, did they voice alter it in some way? I'm not sure, but I've never heard this voice out of this Deandra. And honestly, I was a little bit worried. I get a little bit worried and I'm certain. I'd bet my life on the fact that Countess Luann recorded it. I don't think it was Deandra. I bet you maybe Deandra was sick and they were recording the taglines late or something. They probably tried to get Mama D to do it. Mama D's, I'm not saying those words, you know, so they had to get somebody else. So, of course, they got the the best recording act in the Bravo universe, which is Countess Luann. But again, I just picture her with the Marlboro light sitting in that bedroom that's in the kitchen and that house she got. Remember that? Oh, my gosh. I was trying to explain to a friend the other day. Remember back in the 90s? When uh, every company or corporation, they had like a rewards program. And so like if you bought a bunch of cartons of cigarettes, you'd get like a free pair of sunglasses. Like my dad had like aviators that said Marlboro Light on the on the rim. <laughs> you know, you'd always get, my dad used to smoke cigs, so he would get the cartons. And then with the cartons, then at the gas station, they'd give you free merch. And I was just trying to explain this to a friend. I was saying, I bet you Luann just has like a closet full of of merch with that camel on it. Remember that smoking camel? You know, Victoria's probably got some tea towels with that smoking camel on at her house. Um, because Luann, I just picture her getting cartons of six. You know, uh, Jill Zarin. Remember Diet Coke or Coca-Cola used to do that too. And I just picture Jill Zarin having like a room full of, I don't know, inflatable furniture with like the Coca-Cola polar bear on it. She sent it off to Allie. <laughs> That's what I imagine. They need to start doing that again. You know, all those bad products that we're not supposed to have, like cigarettes and Diet Coke, they at least gave you free merch. You know, the healthy ones don't do that. I don't see any of these healthy uh, places giving me free merch for buying their product. And quite frankly, I want to get something free when I buy a basket of avocados. Otherwise, I'm not eating it. Okay, give me a free, a free beach towel or something. I mean, nowadays, I'm telling you, Whole Foods doesn't give you shit. Spend all that money and you don't get one piece of inflatable furniture for free. I miss the 90s. Anyway, these taglines, again, I think they're all really great. Uh, Carrie's is especially good, I thought. If you take a shot at me, it better be tequila. I thought that was good. I like when they don't really make a lot of sense in terms of like the English language. You know, like I like when they're a little bit off. Like Whitney's on The Real Houses of Salt Lake City when she uh, 
she mentions the prick or whatever, and she says, she basically says her husband's got a small dick. I think that's like kind of like the subtext of it that she didn't realize, but I'm into it. Um, also, we have this Tiffany Moon. She's the new cast member, and she's great, you guys. I'm loving her, and I'm very excited for her. She said, I can save your life, but not your reputation. Ah, uh, I'm excited for her. And then Cameron, you guys know I love my Cameron. She, her tagline is, I love to be pampered, but I'm nobody's pet. Ah, I missed Cam. I'm I'm sort of excited about Dallas. You know, I did see the premiere, so we'll talk about it, and I enjoyed it. It wasn't perfect, and yes, it's sort of... Dallas always feels a little bit lower budget to me than the other franchises, but I'm still excited. Um, But Deandra, Dallas girls are sugar and spice, but I'm still working on my nice. (laughs) I'm going to hear that in my nightmares tonight, Deandra. Ah, Deandra. So that's Dallas Housewives, you guys. But I'm still working on nice. Did you all have a wonderful holiday season? It felt weird to have such a long break. I know I had some new episodes over the past couple of weeks, but they were interviews. And I sort of missed, I was watching some of the Housewives shows. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I need to talk to you guys. And I watched tons of movies, tons of TV shows. I felt like I watched everything. Tons of the Hallmark Channel. God, I got depressed when they stopped playing those holiday movies. Man, they stopped this weekend, this past weekend, and I honestly felt like sadness wash over me when I checked the TV guide and said no holiday movies starring Danica McKellar. I really missed it. I'm going to miss my Lacey Chabert. Uh, But I also watched, you guys, Lifetime stop the Christmas movies, too, and they had a movie starring Tom Sandoval, my Tommy, from Vanderpump Rules, as a handyman. He was kind of like a sketchy handyman. Spoiler alert, they lead you to believe that maybe he's like a killer. Um, because Vivica A. Fox, she gets this house, and he's like the handyman there. And he's like real sketchy. You know, he like fixes things, and he's sort of like creeping around the house. Um, but it turns out not to be him. But the the movie was so... First of all, I was very excited that Tommy was in this. I'm very happy. He was in a, another Lifetime movie months ago. And I want him to be the new Lifetime star, and I wish they would put him in a Christmas film. That's what I want for him next holiday season. Uh, but this movie was so hysterical. It was called The Real... Or the wrong real estate agent. And in the commercial, you know, I watched on my AT&T TV, which, um, you know, it's not like regular TV. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. But they have all the channels. But during the commercial, they're not like traditional commercials. They show you like the same thing over and over again. So every commercial break, I'd see a, a commercial for the movie. I was watching the wrong real estate agent. And in the commercial, there was just uh, Vivica Fox, the tagline of the movie, she kept delivering it. And it was like, I picked the wrong real estate agent. I picked the wrong real estate agent. <laughs> Matt and I kept saying it all weekend. I picked the wrong real estate agent. It's like so dramatic. <laughs> uh, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. What else? You guys, we had the Real Houses of Potomac part three finale. A lot of people were upset. People felt like Andy Cohen was... They felt like he was biased and against Monique. And I'll be honest, I felt that way too a little bit. I know Monique was not perfect. She definitely did things that she shouldn't have done. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. However, there was a couple moments in the reunion where I felt like it kind of went a little weird or a little left or a little too far in terms of Andy and Monique. And the specific moment that I really latched onto that I don't know, it struck me, it struck a chord in me and made me upset was when. He was talking about the music, and he said, oh, you're a recording artist now? And the way he said it, it just, I don't know if it was personal to me or something like that, but I just get offended on behalf of Bonique, because, did I just call her Bonique? Monique, I felt like offended by her, and she's like, yeah, I was a recording artist before I started Housewives. 
And I know we often laugh at these side hustles of the housewives, right? We do it. Luann, I was just talking about her being a recording artist. Um, however, something about the way it almost felt like he was, he felt like he was making fun of her, right? Like, it, it just, the, the tone of his voice, the way he said it just kind of bothered me. And you know, I love my Andy. I love Andy. But the way he said that to Monique, I just thought, oh man, I wish she, I know she said I was a recording artist before Housewives, but I wish she would have been like, shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, I record a song because it, I think it struck a chord in me because when you're a writer or even a podcaster or wh- whatever your profession is, before you are making money at it or before you're a big success, people look down on it. When I first started this podcast, I remember telling friends and they'd be like, oh, you're starting a podcast. And it was like, fuck off. Yes, because everyone's got to start somewhere. And I do think that Monique's music career, I don't think she's meaning it to be a joke in the same way that Luann records. I've heard Luann say in interviews, like, I know I'm not this big star, but I'm having fun doing it. So hers is taken a little bit uh, less seriously, I think. But Monique's never said it like that. And so the making fun of her in that way, it just kind of, I don't know, it struck me as off. But she's not going to be back next season. Which, who knows if it'll be good or not. I, I'm excited. I thought the season of Potomac was great, although it did drag a little bit. Excuse the pun. It did drag a little bit in that those vacation episodes when they went to Portugal. You guys, that was the, one of the worst Housewives vacations we've had on this show. I mean, nothing happened that whole fucking time. They put some pranks in Wendy's bed or something. So next season, I hope that in the vacation, they all need to step it up. You ladies, they're sending you to fucking Portugal. You need to get some good episodes out of that. Okay, I don't know what you got to do, but pulling a prank and putting a fake spider or whatever fuck in her bed is not going to work out for me. You're going to have to do something, step it up. But other than those, like, about three vacation episodes, I thought this season, uh, Potomac, was fantastic. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it immediately. Turn this off and go watch it, because it's great. But we'll see with that, Monique. And there were rumors that Robin's not returning. She's returning. I think she even posted. I, I thought they're all returning. Um, and I hope maybe they add someone new. That'd be fun. Let's get someone new in there. I loved Dr. Wendy, and I really feel like next season, Dr. Wendy is going to be excellent. So I, I don't know. I feel it in my bones. I felt like it must have been hard to jump into that franchise with all of that stuff going on with the physical fight and to have it be your first season, but it was great. And I love Eddie, her husband. When he was taking the uh, photos of Wendy on set at the reunion, I just was so tickled by it. I was so tickled by it. So, oh, Salt Lake City, you guys, we're going to jump back into Salt Lake City later this week. But it's still, I'm loving Salt Lake City. I love all of those women. Last week, we didn't have Mary on the show. She was inexplicably absent for the episode. But I still think all of those women are great. And so I'm loving Salt Lake City. We'll talk about it later this week. Um, There's one more thing we have to chat about before we get into the Real Houses of Atlanta recap, which, as always, if you're interested in just the recap, you could skip ahead. I put the timestamp in the episode description. But I briefly have to touch on a drama that happened over this holiday that has been so compelling, better than anything that's been on my television as far as I'm concerned. There's no TV show. I don't care how many episodes of Ted Lasso Apple Plus puts out. Nothing's as compelling as the Ilaria Baldwin drama. Of course, I'm referring to Hillary Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife, which is uh, more dramatic than anything that's happened on Bridgerton on Netflix, because this woman who uh, went to high school in Boston has been, let's say, presenting herself as one thing when she's really not. Now, a lot of people have been arguing about this back and forth. They've seen a lot of arguments in support of Ilaria or Hillary. 
and saying, well, she lived in Spain, so she's picked up on other accents and cultures and stuff like that. But here's the thing. I will not be bamboozled. I will not be bamboozled, and none of you should be either. Because there was a smoking gun. There was a smoking gun, and she has been all over her social media. The day that this all came out, she was on her Instagram, and I remember she addressed it. It was so fun. It was such a good day that day. She was on her social media, and she said, you know, I don't know why everyone's after me. And she said, this is the last I'm going to address it, and then I'm done. I'm getting off social media. And then like three hours later, she came back. <laughs> uh, it was good. It was good. Then she gave a New York Times interview, which again, she was, I believe, withholding information. The reporter was very clearly trying to get some answers out of her. Like, why doesn't she know what uh, this word is and this? But the thing is, there was one smoking gun, and it was an interview she did. I believe it was the Today Show. It might have been Good Morning America. She was doing a cooking segment, and she was looking at a cucumber. And she said to the woman who was hosting this segment, she said, oh, and this is how you say in English. Three two ingredients. We have tomatoes. We have, um, how do you say in English? Cucumber? Cucumbers. And she pointed at the cucumber. Now, she went to school, uh, high school in Boston. I don't believe that anyone that goes to high school in Boston doesn't know what a cucumber is. It doesn't matter how many times you've visited Spain, how many months or years you spent over in Spain, you know what a fucking cucumber is. And that, to me, was a smoking gun. That was like, I'm not going to be bamboozled. I know she's trying to trick me. And I'm still not even exactly clear on what she was trying to trick me of. I guess she was trying to convince us all that she is originally from Spain or something. But she knew what a cucumber is. I'm sorry, I, somebody has to say it. But now we said it. I will not be bamboozled. And if any of you out there don't believe that, you know, I could explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you because she's trying to trick us. I've been bamboozled a time or two in my life, and it won't happen again with this Hillary Baldwin. I'll tell you that much. So this was a very compelling narrative that was unfolding before our eyes over the New Year holiday. And I'm curious to see where it goes next. I know it's maybe old news to some of you now, but I was riveted riveted by this. And she kept hopping on social media. She calls the kids Baldwinitas. And there's been so many instances of Alec on interviews saying she's from Spain. And again, I do think that people pick up other cultures. We've seen it on our dear Real Houses of Beverly Hills with Dorit. Dorit has picked up other accents along the way. I get that. But it was very clear that Hilaria, or Hillary, has been trying to present herself in a, a dishonest way. That's what I believe. And again, you know, I won't be bamboozled. I will not. But uh, SOS on Hillary, because I don't know what's going to happen next. I want to find out. Let's see what's going on in 2021. That's the real story we're going to follow. But it was very captivating. If you haven't followed any of it, if you've maybe just seen a headline or something, I urge you to go dive in, have a coffee or a cafe, in the words of Ilaria, have a cafe and Rosquilla, which is a donut, (laughs) have that. And dive into this drum, because it's very fascinating. It's very fascinating. Okay, you guys, we've got to say adios to this topic, and we've got to dive into the Real Houses of Atlanta. Um, Shall we? Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp, or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new 
filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free, installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, they just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, and also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Your goals that needs to happen in your relationship. Respect and sex. What's the preferred frequency for I that? I can't even listen to this. I this would say just, oh, minimum, minimum three times a week. Oh. And I think that's really, truly very, very conservative. Okay. All right, Real Houses of Atlanta. I got to say, I hate Drew's husband, Ralph. I know I've said it before and I'll say it again, but I hate that man. Drew Sedora needs to say sayonara to Ralph because I'm sick of that man. He's the worst. He's the worst. They were doing the outdoor counseling uh, with the masks on, which I'm having a real trouble with the Real Houses of Atlanta trying to figure out the rules and guidelines of this mask wearing because it's truly confusing. 
And look, I know everyone feels differently about this. Of course, the CDC and everyone is recommending you wear masks, but it's very confusing and I believe very distracting on this show to have some scenes where they're masked indoors, other scenes where they're not masked indoors. There's other people coming onto the show who are sometimes masked, sometimes not. I know the cast, they have to get uh, checked for COVID all the time before filming. So it's like sometimes I understand why they wouldn't be wearing masks if they were I checked all the time, but then also that's a weird messaging to send. I, I don't know. I'm finding that like so incredibly distracting. And I just sort of wish they, Bravo had figured it out. Either have them wearing the masks at every scene all the time or not. I don't know. It seems like, doesn't it feel that way? It's like, what was this outdoor counseling scene? It felt like they did that outside in the grass with the masks on uh, because that was like following the protocol. But then we'll get another scene where where people are inside without any masks on. And I'm just thinking, okay, what are the logistics here? What are the rules? There's no rules. It's like in writing, they tell you, you you need to lay out the rules of the game, the rules of the script, the rules of whatever, so that the audience can sit back and just enjoy whatever else is going on. And I feel like the rules of this show have not been laid out, and I'm just getting distracted every single scene when everything's off. So they're sitting out in the grass, and this Ralph was just being an asshole, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? What is that? They're in the grass, they're in like a lawn chair. Also, Drew feels like she's on a separate show. And I'm really into Drew, and I feel like she's got a lot of good story, very interesting, compelling stuff. But it just doesn't feel like she's mixing with the other women. It feels like she's off doing her own thing. She wasn't even invited later to the Porsche party uh, that they threw, and I thought, why isn't Drew there? I don't know. It's very strange. And then we also have a lot of friends of. Aren't there a lot of friends of coming in, hopping in, uh, coming and going? It's like, we got LaToya, who you guys, Kenya definitely has a crush on LaToya, doesn't she? I mean, they're really teasing that bisexuality or that, I don't know what exactly they want to be labeled as, but they're really teasing us that Kenya has a little bit of a crush on LaToya, and I'm into it, you guys. I want Kenya to just get some, wherever that may be, whatever makes her happy, I don't like that Mark character she's married to. And so I want Kenya to get the good sex wherever she's got to get it. And so if that's LaToya, great. If it's somebody else, I'm not sure. Uh, but she is into, she's into LaToya. And I'm into that. I'm into that. So Kenya, speaking of, is throwing Cynthia an engagement party. She said she feels bad about almost ruining the engagement last season. Of course, she, remember she almost ruined it like an asshole. She said she was in a weird place. And so that's why she did it or something which last season she kept just denying the fact that she was doing anything wrong. And now she's like, yeah, I was in a bad place. I was in a bad place. But she can't throw the party because half the cast don't like her. So she's got to throw it through candy, which just made me laugh. Candy, you guys. I'm sorry, we have so much to talk about. I keep getting distracted. Did you guys see candy on New Year's Eve? The New Year's Eve with Andy and Anderson. I watched that New Year's Eve. I watched most of it. And in between Andy and Anderson just taking tequila shots. They would show these this footage of different celebrities coming on. Uh, they sent in videos saying Happy New Year from home. And one of the videos was from Candy, and I truly believe it was like a different version of Candy. And I want to say for this New Year 2021, my wish is for us to have so much love for one another, be healthy and have great times and get away from 2020 and never have to see what happened in 2020 again. I swear that sounded like Tinsley Mortimer from The Real Houses of New York. Game set, now I need a match. 
it was like a different version of candy. And I love this version of candy, but it was just a different energy. It was like someone had taken over candy's body to deliver this New Year's Eve message. And uh, what was going on there? I want to wish you happy 21. I loved it. I love, I always love seeing new shades of candy, which by the way, guys, if you haven't listened to my interview with candy, I truly think it's one of the best interviews I've done. We really talk about her career. It was fantastic from a few weeks ago. I, I'm not just saying that. I think it was great. Uh, but she did uh, send in that video to the New Year's Rock and Eve with Andy and Anderson, and that uh, was funny. And also interesting to me, because they didn't have really any other housewives that sent in videos. But I think Candy sort of surpasses the world of housewives, so they let her send one in. I don't know. It was good. I, I like seeing Anderson get drunk. You know, show me Anderson getting hopped up on tequila. By the end of the night, he's just one big giant giggle. And I do miss Kathy. You guys, I used to love Kathy Griffin on there with Anderson because she would always just make him so uncomfortable. Ah, I loved it. But really, Anderson getting wasted on tequila is fantastic television that I could watch all the time. But it really gets good towards the end of the night. You know, like it starts off slow. And then by the end, when they're just wasted and hammered, ah, it's so fun. And they had Sherry O'Terry was really funny. She came in. Anyway, um, so Candy's got to throw the party for Kenya. Even though Kenya hired the party planner to come do the party for Cynthia, no one wants to go if Kenya's thrown out. So while Kenya is introducing Candy to this idea of throwing the party, she does throw Portia under the bus in terms of the mask wearing. So she says Portia's out. She's doing the protesting. She's not wearing the mask. And then later in the episode, she says Portia's just doing it for attention. She said she's always doing it with a professional photographer. Now, this is a bold move in terms of the world of housewives. For Kenya to be taking this on seems so misguided to me, because I don't feel like Kenya can really win this. It feels like very reachy. I'm not disagreeing with the fact that people should be wearing masks when they're protesting, but I am saying it's a very bold move for Kenya to be on camera and throwing out these allegations for Portia, who's doing so much wonderful work for the community. And I can't believe Kenya's doing it. I mean, I know I shouldn't be shocked by anything that Kenya does, but I wish I'm shocked she's taking this on for this season. I picked the wrong real estate agent. Also, it's funny to me, like later in the episode when they're doing that party for Portia, and Kenya's like invited, and then she's disinvited, and Kenya says like, well, I, "I would never make a scene." She's like, "Why would anyone think that?" And then the brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors they show a montage of Kenya making a scene and like being inappropriate at other people's events. <laughs> so funny. We got the Kenya more hair care, which just plays on a loop in my head at random hours. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'll hear that Kenya more hair care. That just gets stuck in my head. It's an earworm. I swear, I hear that over and over. It's like fucking jingle bells. Kenya more hair care. I bet you, since I just sang it into the microphone, you guys are going to be hearing it in your heads, too. Um, so what else? Oh, there was this really funny moment that I just want to break down for a minute. It's when Cynthia's practicing her vows. She's marrying the Mike Hill, hashtag chill. And she was practicing the vows on a mannequin. And you guys, she was caressing the mannequin. I couldn't believe it. I mean, honestly, the sight of Cynthia with the mannequin. I mean, whoo, what was happening there? She was practicing the vows on the mannequin. Did you guys see that? It was a quick cutaway. It was almost like a Family Guy-style cutaway where we saw it for like 10 seconds, and I rewounded a bunch of times. It's like, what the fuck just happened? She's literally saying, I love you to a mannequin. She's like, just practicing on my mannequin. Now, I understand practicing in front of the mirror or something, but I was shocked that she's practicing on a dummy. Um, I mean, I uh, she's practicing right on the dummy. 
Just the vows. She's saying, I love you. Anyway, what else is happening? Oh, Ralph, the guy I hate, uh, Drew's husband, his dad passed away. And so, you guys, this man, I, I feel bad. I'm sorry that his father passed away. I'm sorry that he's going through this. But he's put Drew through so much. And then he still has the audacity in their uh, therapy session to be asking for sex, what was it, three times a week, and making these ridiculous demands after all he's put this woman through. He ran off, didn't tell her where she, he was fucking going in the middle of the pandemic, went to another state, didn't even tell her, wouldn't even tell her. Then we find out he's uh, videotaping her while she's asleep or whatever. When the mom's in the house, he's videos, got cameras, footage, like he's fucking Americans, funny home videos, just shooting footage of these people in the house. That's creepy as fuck. I just hate this man. And so I know, I do feel bad that he lost the father. I get it. I feel terrible. But he's the worst. He's the worst. So what else? Oh, so we do have this Porsche party, which is really beautiful. Uh, we got a woman named Fallon's there. We got a woman named Joy there. Latoya's there. All these friends of, and they're really stepping it up. I believe this is a good thing for the show because all these friends of, they're trying to get a peach. So they were all sitting around at Portia's party in the backyard, and they were just throwing each other under the bus. Latoya says that Fallon looks like she likes uh, old men with money. And Candy rightfully says in the, in the confessional, she says, she's like Kenya on steroids. I mean, it was so good, you guys. She just says, you look like you like older men. And uh, Latoya, or I'm sorry, Fallon, looked like she was a deer in headlights, didn't know what to say to this woman. She just met her, and all of a sudden, this woman's like, you like old men for money. And I think Latoya wasn't necessarily wrong, um, but to be able to say that when you first meet someone is truly shocking. So this Latoya is really aiming for a peach. And I don't know, she seems like someone to me that might be better off just as a friend of, like a Marlo presence, which Marlo, you guys love. I'm happy that Marlo don't have a peach. I want her to get paid like she has a peach, but I like my Marlo just coming in and spicing things up and then leaving. Although with all these friends of you guys, this was pointed out in the episode, like Cynthia is much older than everyone. And it's a turning point in the cast because at a certain point, I think they're going to start getting rid of some of the older people and they want to skew younger. Now, I like my housewives older, you guys know that. But advertising dollars in the networks, they are always chasing the youths, unfortunately. And so I imagine there's not a whole lot of seasons left in some of these older housewives. And Cynthia is uh, much older than these women. And on a Potomac, I think it works for Karen Huger. Somehow, she fits in with the young ones. Uh, But Cynthia, I don't know, it could start feeling weird. You guys know, I'm just, uh, I'm over Cynthia lately. I'm sorry I'm over her. And I'm over this wedding situation. I'd like to see her and the mannequin off the show. I'd rather have the mannequin on the show at this point. And it's kind of shocking to me that Cynthia's lasted this long. She's getting married for a second time. Have we ever had a housewife get married twice on, on candid camera? I don't believe so. And here she is. She's last outwitted, outlasted, and outplayed. Needy Lakes and uh, Phaedra Parks and some of the others that we've lost along the way, which is shocking to me. And I think Cynthia's beautiful. She's always got some storylines going on. But I don't know. Speaking of Cynthia's wedding, you guys, there was a moment when they went and did yoga. It was like Kenya, Mallory, Cynthia's sister. And Cynthia, they went and did yoga in someone's basement or garage or something. I couldn't believe they were doing yoga in that place. What was that place? It honestly looked like an underground lair or something. It was truly shocking to see that on camera. I mean, it was not a nice yoga studio. Normally, 
we see these women going to nice studios, even if there's a goat in the yoga scene, it's still a nicer studio than what we were seeing here on The Real Houses of Atlanta. Um, so they go and do this yoga, and they completely broke down that fourth wall. And Cynthia even called it out on camera. She said, let's tear the fourth wall all the way down. And Kenya and Mallory were saying to her, like, why are you so attached to this date and having a big wedding? Like, you need to let Mike Hill know that even if you can't have the big wedding, you still want to get married to him on that date. But I think it's clear that Cynthia wants to have this big wedding. Obviously, she threw the 250-person wedding in the middle of the pandemic indoors, by the way. Uh, but it is shocking to me that they're just addressing the fact that we're tearing down the fourth wall. And sometimes we talk about that on this podcast, and people write to me, they say, what's the fourth wall? And the fourth wall is just when the people on camera on these reality shows are acknowledging the fact that they're on a TV show. So just, I don't know, some people reach out to me and they say, what the fuck's the fourth wall? <laughs> That's what the fuck the fourth wall is. Um, so what else do we have here, you guys? Oh, Dennis and Portia, they're co-parenting, but they're not together. Uh, and he gives her co-parenting gifts. So he gives her a bunch of Chanel bags. And I hate this Dennis, too. It seems like they're back together now on social media. I saw they posted some pictures over the holidays sitting on the staircase uh, with the family, and Dennis was there. So it looks like they're together. It looked that way to me, at least. And I don't want them to be together because I don't like this Dennis, the hot dog king. I'd like him to go off with that mannequin and Cynthia, sell their hot dogs off camera. I don't need to see it. Um, Because the way he treated her, and she's doing all this wonderful work. She's doing all this brave, heroic work. And, uh, you know, this Dennis is just the worst. He's just the worst. So they do throw Portia this nice party to just celebrate her and everything that she's done. It's nice to have the cast together. I need everyone together. It still feels like we're getting like little pockets of people together. I need them to throw Drew there. Something feels a little off to me about the season of Atlanta. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because of everything we're going on, everything we're going through in terms of COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement, which is just heavy stuff that is happening on the Housewives. And I do think it's great to see it. And this is reality and everything. But at the same time, sometimes it's like, I don't know if I want to see it. Like, I see it enough in the news and everything. These shows are supposed to be my escape. So I really do struggle with it. And I feel the same way about The Real Houses of Orange County. It feels so bizarre sometimes to have one scene where we're doing our funny, fluffy Housewives stuff. And then we're dealing with Shannon Bedore's COVID diagnosis and Shane in the hospital. I don't know. It's a weird time on Bravo. I'm I'm actually, you guys, I'm worried about Bravo. I'm a little bit worried because it feels like we're just at a turning point, and it feels to me like Bravo's not even exactly sure which way they're going. It doesn't it seem to, I don't feel like they know if they want to lean into the real reality or if they want to go back to the fluffy fun. I don't know that they even can go back to the fluffy fun. I know a lot of people are turning off these shows because of the fact that we're dealing with very heavy issues, which I understand. So I don't know, it's a turning point. And it'll be interesting to see as we get out of this pandemic of how things are handled in the world of Bravo, if we're ever able to go back. I don't know, with everything that the world has gone through, I don't know, we can just go back to seeing rich people doing crazy rich people things. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. So that's The Real Houses of Atlanta, you guys. Um, I want to thank you all so much for listening. So many of you reached out with so many wonderful holiday wishes, and it was just so sweet of you. It was nice to have a little break. And my New Year's resolution is to just take a little bit more breaks with the podcast. 
you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but I started the podcast at the very end of 2017, and I've never not released an episode a week. Every week, there's been at least one episode since I started. And I love I love talking to you guys and chatting, but I, uh, Danny needs a little bit of a break, a little bit of a breather sometimes. So I'm going to try to not be um, so hard on myself and try to give myself a little breathing room. And I hope that you guys do the same. I want all that for all of us. Going into 2021, I mean, it's we've been through a year. 2020 was the worst year on record. And so going into 2021, I hope we're easier on ourselves. We relax a little bit more. And we do a little bit more self-care because we all need it. We all need it after what we've all been through. So I hope you are all having a wonderful year so far. I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you donate $4 or more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing one a month. More importantly, you just help support this podcast. So thank you to everyone who's over there and donating. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, if you want to buy any of the Everything Iconic merch, we have new face masks that say Queen Icon Legend that you can get over at everythingiconic.store. Everythingiconic.store. Matt has been trying to get these face masks in forever, and we finally got some that say Queen Icon Legend. They're so cute. Um, so go to everythingiconic.store. Uh, I'm so excited. I have a few projects that I can't wait to share with you guys. Uh, very, very soon um, that I've been working on over the past year that I'm I'm super excited about. So I'm excited about things to come, and hopefully this vaccine rollout will start to pick up and be better than it is, uh, and we can all get back to traveling and hugging each other and open-mouth kissing each other <laughs> and all of that kind of thing. Um, but until then, know that I'm sending my love to everyone. Uh, let's do a little cool down. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Guys, I have some really fun interviews coming. A very exciting interview with someone formerly from the Real Houses of Orange County that's going to break down this season with me. Uh, Excited for that. And just some fun guests on the horizon. So thank you all so much for listening. Oh, and by the way, if you like this podcast, go rate and uh, review it on iTunes. Only if you like it. Go give us some five stars. Love you all so much for listening. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass 
gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 